Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. Hey guys. Welcome back to Forward Farming. Nailed it. <laughs> Should probably just like save that and use yeah, it every I'll just, single I'll time. just save that clip. <laughs> So for this week's episode, uh, um, Beck and I are kind of scrambling on what to do. It is now Sunday night because life has just been bananas this week. And um, this kind of got put on the back burner. So it might, we kind of have an idea what we want to talk about, but it might just go in a totally different direction. So hopefully you guys are cool with just kind of the randomness of today's episode. <laughs> Um, so while we think about what we're going to talk about, so basically let's not, yeah, let's just, we don't have a plan. We won't, we won't tell you what our topic is until (laughs) after we've talked. (laughs) It's a surprise episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, keeping you on your toes. Yep. Us, us as well. So as we think about what we're going to talk about, let's start off with some highs and lows. (laughs) So, uh, Becca, Let's start off with some lows. What uh, what did you have going on this week? Uh, we had a really good week. I think my high and low is like the same thing. Uh, Joey and I got to sneak away for about 24 hours this weekend. Uh, and we went hunting, which was awesome to like, just, you know, get away for a little bit. Um, the downside of that is I saw zero deer in my stand. <laughs> I saw a coyote and he was like 30 yards away. I'm like, all right, he's going down because we've like got a lot on cameras. Um, so I stood up and he never came any closer to me. He was just trotting along. So I'm like, oh, okay. And then of course, as I stood up, I have a new stand up. And this was why well, I hunted it last night and then I hunted it this morning. And as I stood up, it wasn't like quite tight enough against the tree. So no. it squeaks just a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I stood up for this coyote and he didn't really spook, but I spooked a couple doe behind me that I didn't even know were there. No. So I was like, oh, great. <laughs> but then Joe, Joey said that uh, they came down by his stand because he wasn't too far from me and it was a fawn and a doe and I couldn't, I was like, oh, I wouldn't have shot her anyways then because I just, I couldn't shoot a doe if there's a fawn with her. That just wouldn't be right. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that don't know, we we don't like coyotes. So if you think it's mean, um, coyotes take out a lot they're of fawns. Cute little puppies. Yeah, they take out a lot of deer, and they're just they're kind of more of a nuisance than anything. So mm-hmm. we don't we don't like to have them around. So Becca's not like some savage dog killer by any means. She's help conserving the deer population. <laughs> yeah, we uh we have a couple bobcat on camera too those I know you can't kill but one of them's collared and one of them's not really and uh we were checking yeah we were checking cameras and the collared one was up by one of Joey's tree stands and the other one is down by mine a couple times the one time he was going by he had a squirrel in his mouth oh (laughs) cool (laughs) Joey's like what the heck I need to shoot those (laughs) (laughs) so it was fun at least they're doing something except I had a squirrel by me all night and all morning and that bobcat could have killed him (laughs) Isn't it so obnoxious, especially this time of year when all the leaves are on the ground, that those squirrels just make mm-hmm. so much noise. You're convinced you that it's so excited and it's yeah. like, no. <laughs> like how can a, a two pound creature make the same amount of noise, if not more than a 200 pound deer? It makes no sense. I think they do it on purpose. Probably. But, yeah, the weather was, the weather was gorgeous. Um, I was able to wear Crocs, so that was fun. Even though you made fun of me. <laughs> well, so were they just normal Crocs? They looked like fancy. No, they're like like camel loafer Crocs. <laughs> Are they fur-lined? No. No, okay. they just had the comfy bottoms. But I have, so my, my hunting boots, I need to get new ones, but they're, I've got like cross hunting boots and they're like 2,000 gram 
insulation or whatever, or insulate, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And they're just so big and clunky. And it was like, it was warm out. So I'm like, I can't wear those. And then pretty much the only shoe I had that didn't smell was these. And I was like, hey, they're even camo. <laughs> so it worked out. I use a spray. It's called Nose Jammer. Have you ever heard of it? No, like, we use just scent away, but. Yeah, this stuff, it has like a really strong vanilla smell. But apparently it covers like your scent enough so that the deer can't smell like anything on you, but they just smell something so they don't get as spooked as easy. Interesting. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty slick. Yeah, we use uh, just scent away and then we usually wash everything beforehand and scent away and let it sit outside. But my shoes, I just sprayed a bunch of times and called it good. That's fair. Yeah, I went Maybe out. Maybe that's why I didn't see any deer. <laughs> I went out um, Saturday night, last night, and I saw probably 40, 50 turkeys. And oh, nice. a black squirrel and a couple of mice. It was a very exciting evening. Hmm. Wrong species, but. Mm-hmm. All of the noisy creatures. <laughs> yeah. So what's, uh, what's your low for the week? Uh, my high and my low are kind of one and the same. Again, kind of like you. It was just this week was so nuts. I can't talk about everything yet. Um, but it was, just, <laughs> it was just super hectic. I had a lot of things going on. All, all good things that I'm very excited about. Um, but it, it was just one of those weeks where my head was just spinning the entire time and I didn't do much physically, but at the end of the week, I was just like, holy balls, that was rough. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that was kind of like our last like extracurricular type busy week for harvest, I hope. And now we can just focus on picking stuff up and not have to worry about other things, hopefully. So um, I think we have like two weeks left, maybe two, three weeks. I don't know, but now we can just kind of Put the hammer down and get her done, which will be nice. Yeah, good. I think yeah, it's I can't, to- like harvest is busy enough, and then like adding extra things on top of that. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Um, so thankfully, my my parents were great about it, and they kind of stepped in and picked up some of the slack that I was dropping. And they were super supportive of changing their schedule, changing everybody's schedule, and just kind of letting me do my thing while continuing their thing. So yeah, that was, that was nice. I'm glad everything went well and I'm excited to talk about it later, but until then I'm just going to stop talking before I. Well, you did have, you had a brewers player come out. Can you talk about that? It was on your Instagram. Uh, So for all you brewers fans, Eric Sogard, I think he's our second baseman kind of utility middle infielder. I follow his wife on Twitter. She's just the cutest thing. They have the cutest family. If you don't follow them, go follow Casey Sogard on Instagram. And they have five kids, I think. And their two oldest are like five and four, a boy and a girl. And I saw she tweeted out like on Sunday last weekend that she was looking for recommendations for fun Wisconsin experiences um, because she wanted to visit a cranberry marsh but couldn't find any tours available. So I saw that when I was up at like 3.30 in the morning and I was like, okay, well, this is kind of creepy to begin with. I think I'll send her a message, but I want to wait until like eight o'clock, like normal people hours. And so I waited and I sent her a message and I said, hey, I saw your tweet, trying not to be super creepy about it. But if you guys are interested in coming out to Cranberry Marsh, we'd love to have you and kind of show you around. So she got back to me like within an hour and she was super excited and we planned for something that Wednesday. So like three days later, and she came out with Eric and her two kids and we had a lot of fun showing them around everything. And the kids were just the cutest, most polite, like just the best children I've ever met. And uh, we got them out in the water with the berries and the kids were having a lot of fun and the girl she's five I think 
she tripped and fell in the water. And I was like, oh no, she's going to start crying. Like, this is going to be awful. She's going to have a meltdown. But she just thought it was the best thing ever. She started laughing and she like started doggy paddling in the berries and like I could just, <laughs> and so then her brother just like started, he's like kind of twerking on top of the water. He just kind of like doing squats to get his butt wet. <laughs> and then he ended up falling in and they were just like swimming around in the berries and like, it was just so cute. And, um, like oh, I, they're going to remember that forever. Yeah. It was just, that's it was, how, yeah, that's a great experience. It was so great. And they were like, he like they were both so awesome and i i it was kind of like a i think i said this in my instagram post but it was like a clash of both my worlds colliding because for the longest time like my goal i was just kind of thinking about this yesterday like five years ago if you would have asked me what i wanted to do with my life i wanted to work with milwaukee brewers i had a job lined up with them and i blew it big time like i just shot I blew it for myself (laughs) and like, I, I thought life was over. Like I, that's what I had been working for, for the longest time. And to like blow that myself was just, it was, it was tough to deal with. So then, um, you know, coming to the marsh, that's, that's kind of when I found like my, myself, I guess. So to have that opportunity to have like both those worlds collide, it was just, so crazy, so cool, such an awesome experience. And like, I'm, I'm just blown away that social media is able to do that and like bring, bring that all together is just so awesome. And I try not to fangirl. My mom was just die hard. She like, she's a big Eric Sogard (laughs) fan. So I, uh, I called her up on Sunday after we kind of figured out all the details. I texted her. She wasn't answering her phone. I was like, mom, I have huge news. You need to call me. You need to call me. Like I kept calling and calling and she answered the phone and she's like, oh my God, what is it? Like, I'm pretty sure she thought I was pregnant. Like she was just super excited. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I probably played this the wrong way. Uh, But oh, by the way, this is going to be happening. And she's kind of like, oh, is that it? I'm like, what do you mean? Is that it? Like, that's huge. (laughs) Sorry for disappointing you. But then like when she kind of got over (laughs) that little, (laughs) once she got kind of over that hump of realizing she wasn't going to be a grandma soon, she, she got excited. She has two grandchildren. What more does she need? That's what I've been saying. (laughs) Um, so she a little hairy, but, uh, yeah, our whole family is a little hairy. (laughs) (laughs) but she was she was super excited to see them and to meet them and she I told her I was like you got to play it cool like you can't be just like groping him and being like oh my god I love you (laughs) his Uh, wife is here (laughs) yeah his wife is here you gotta you gotta keep it cool she did uh until the very end and then she got a little close Um, but she did, she did good. So everyone was happy. It was a, it was a fun week. (laughs) Good. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any goals for the upcoming week or just kind of honestly recover from last week? (laughs) I was just thinking about that too. Like this week I crossed off so many big goals. Um, Monday I got my package from quick trip. I'm an official quick trip ambassador. Check that off my bucket list having a Milwaukee Brewer player out here, cross that off my list. Friday, holy bejesus, that was huge. uh, That's what I can't talk about. Cross that off the list. I have no more goals in life. Like, honestly, just, I'm done. (laughs) We still need Bush to sponsor us. Yeah, Bush and and Carhartt hit me up after that. (laughs) I'm done. Send me on my way. (laughs) so no I don't have any goals I'm still trying to think of goals so maybe that's my goal is to come up with new goals your goal is to think of a goal that's a good yeah. goal thank you what's yours <laughs> uh, I don't really have one either I um I spent this last week um well kind of working a lot but then getting our garden cleaned up so I decided I'm gonna move it um 
so I did that. I've got a few more things I need to get out and one post that does not want to come out of the ground. So I think I need uh, a little bit more muscle for that, but I'm going to finish cleaning that up and uh, just, I don't know, kind of getting that outside ready for cold weather and stuff. Cause half the time I wait and then it gets cold out and then I'm like me. <laughs> yeah. We were pretty lucky with the weather this week. Like it, I think it got oh, into it the eighties. And now tomorrow, I think it's supposed to be cold and rainy and kind of miserable for the rest of the week. So it's nice. It's nice while it lasted, but yeah, it is gorgeous out now here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been kind of overcast in like 60s. It's been a good fall day. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like sunny and probably in the 70s here. Oh, nice. Yeah, pretty warm. We almost hunted tonight just because like Joey's it's like oh the cold front's coming in and it would have been good conditions but then I was like unless we saw a giant one I wouldn't even want to shoot because by the time you go find them and gut them and it'd be late yeah <laughs> like I don't really want to get home that late when I need to get up early the next day so now I gotta wait like oh I think the next time I can go is October 31st but it's supposed to be a full moon so Halloween I feel like Anytime you go hunt around Halloween, you just see the best things ever. Halloween's always a good time. Yeah, I've got that weekend off and the next weekend off. So we should be good in the rut, hopefully. Yeah, I think the last time I went out around Halloween, I think, yeah, I went out on Halloween that night that I bounced an arrow off that monster buck. That was real disappointing. (laughs) And then... um, I think last year I went out around that weekend and that's when I heard the dinosaurs. Have I told that story on here yet? Yep. Or I've heard it at least. I think you told it on here. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was kind of scary. We'll have to do do an episode closer to Halloween about all your fun hunting stories. Yeah. Around Halloween, I think we're going to have a spooky, a spooky (laughs) episode. Um, I've got a lot of ghost stories, like actual happened to me ghost stories. So that'll be, that'll be fun. So maybe I'll just shut off oh, all the lights wait. and get a flashlight under my chin. <laughs> <laughs> Try to scare you. <laughs> I'll have my teddy bear. You're probably going to think like, wow, this is what you're afraid of. This is pathetic. You. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking to my stand this morning though. It was dark, obviously. And Joey was walking with me before we like split off. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of glad you're going to the stand. Like, I just don't like walking in the dark. And he kind of laughed at me. And I'm like, no, really. Like last night I had a dream that the bobcat attacked me. <laughs> just started laughing even harder. He's like, yeah, I'm like, that's going to happen. But what if it did? Like, I just, I curl up into a little ball. I'd be like, oh, such a cute little kitty. <laughs> Unless you had kittens nearby, then yeah, you probably true. wouldn't be thinking that. <laughs> I've heard that um, if you're in like a area where there's a lot of big cats, that you're supposed to kind of like put, I don't know if they said like googly eyes or something on the back of your hat. So it looks like your face <laughs> is both ways because then they want to attack if they know that you're looking in their direction does that make oh, sense yeah so for those of you that, that is that like a bobcat or is that like for lions i think both oh. I, I can't imagine that a bobcat would do anything more than like try to chew on your leg like i don't i don't yeah, view I them don't. as a big threat but still they are unless you're if you're near their kittens i know they can be aggressive but yeah but if you just like stumble across when i think I don't know. I would, I would still freak out, but I don't think they would be able to take you down. Could they? I don't know. They're pretty big. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to find I'll, out. I'll Google it. Yeah. <laughs> and a bobcat kill a person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On the topic of our episode. <laughs> oh, let's see. How many critters have I thought of that could eat me? Quite a few dinosaurs i had a bear go by me once that was a little terrifying a black bear yeah do you have a lot by you no this was 
probably four or five years ago. We had them on camera. Uh, we had two of them on camera, actually. And then, I don't know, the one time I was in my stand, I heard something really loud coming up out of the ditch and I look and it's it's the bear and I'm just like oh my god and he he stayed on the trail and he ran the whole time ran right in front of me probably less than 10 yards away from me and I like I couldn't even like take my phone out to do anything you know it was just like what <laughs> what's happening he went by me and that was the last we saw of him that's scary but, uh, yeah because they I mean he could climb the tree yeah pretty easy well so could the bobcat but again like the bobcat i feel like i would probably try to pet it be like coochie 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 but a bear like <laughs> <laughs> oh let me scratch your belly oh you want your chin scratched <laughs> i mean i feel like i can't be any more vicious than my cat winnie she's pretty much a bobcat <laughs> actually i think my parents I don't know if this is real or not, but they had like a very bobcat type pet when I was young. I don't know if it was an actual bobcat or just like a big ass cat. They never like because I think his name was Bob (laughs) and I'm pretty positive it was a big cat. I should ask him about that. How redneck is that? Oh, yeah, we had a bobcat (laughs) as a pet. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be an awesome pet though i wish we were kind of more down south where it's more normal to have raccoons as pets because they're oh, so cute i still didn't know that was a thing but i see a lot of people do it my grandma had one a baby raccoon that she found like orphaned and she kept it when it was like two weeks old or something and she bottle fed it and she kept it until like that winter when uh-huh. it and it hibernated and waddled off but it was so much fun they're so mischievous and their hands are so cute and they're kind of sticky and we had a we had a beanbag tournament and this raccoon his name was buddy he would hide underneath the bag board and he just kind of like poke his head out and then he'd stick his little hand through the hole and like grab the bean (laughs) and he loved marshmallows out of lucky charms it was just the cutest little and then he got fat and hibernated and I think he found a girlfriend and waddled off I hope I don't know that's that's the story that they tell me yep he's living happily ever after yep he's got like 83 kids yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's what I hope for buddy (laughs) so anyways back to this episode (laughs) hmm Maybe, do you want to talk about recommendations? Just our favorite things? Yeah, why not? Okay, what do we want to start with? Um, I started listening to spooky podcasts again. I always listen to like, let's start with, let's start with podcasts since we are one. <laughs> I started listening. <laughs> I thought we were just talking. I mean, Yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I like spooky podcasts. I'm a big Freddy cat, scaredy cat, but I love being scared. Riddle me that makes no sense. (laughs) Um, so it has to be light out when I listen to these. So like when I'm driving around at four o'clock in the morning, I can't do it. But once the sun starts (laughs) to come up, then it's perfectly logical. So there's one podcast I listen to. It's called full body chills. It's by the same person that does crime junkies. If you're familiar with that. And it's, I think they're fictional stories or just kind of like ghost stories, stuff to like get you campfire stories, whatever. And they're pretty short. They're like 30 minutes a piece. And they're told like they're real, but some of them are kind of spooky. And I've been jumping onto that bandwagon. And then um, another podcast I started getting into, um, Charlie Barron's from the Manitowoc Minute. He came out with a podcast called The Cripes pod or something. Hold on, let me find this. The Cripes cast. No, I didn't know he had a podcast. Yeah, he just started, I think, probably about the same time we did. And so if you're if you like Charlie Barron's, it's not like his Manitowoc Minute character. It's actually like him. And he does a lot of Wisconsin stuff. 
I think he talked to like John Kuhn a couple weeks ago from the Packers. He just did a really good one about Wisconsin farmers. He talked to a couple, um, Derry Carey was on there. If you follow her on Instagram and they talked about a lot about like mental health in the dairy community and how things have been changing, especially this last year. Um, that was a really great one. Another one, if you guys are fans of Barstool, Barstool Sports, um, their CEO, Erica, she has a podcast. If you want more of like a business one, um, it's called the Token CEO. And I listen to that a lot early in the mornings and it just kind of like gets you pumped up and like, it gets me like more business mindset focused. It's kind of something that I drift away from every once in a while, but it's a really good one to just kind of like light a fire under your butt and get yourself going. Um, I'm subscribing now. Yeah, it's a good one. And then my last one that I've been kind of getting into, it's called Counterclock. Um, it's about a murder that happened like 30 years ago in a little small town and they that went unsolved and they've been trying to solve it. This is the second season, I think, that just came out. So I started from the beginning. I've been kind of binging that one. That's a pretty good if you're a true crime fan. I can I can recommend a couple of my favorite egg podcasts. Yes, please something. Um, okay, so yeah, we have I don't want to say different taste in podcasts, but like I I tried listening to the crime ones once. Maybe I need to try again, but I I don't know. I just couldn't get into it, which is weird because I love like crime TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I would like that, but um, for egg podcasts. Um, there's like a couple funny ones that I listen to, uh, off the husk. It's by a uh, Minnesota millenn- millennial farmer. He's like really big on YouTube. Um, but it, it, they literally just like bullshit with people and it's, they're just hilarious. They're drinking and they're hilarious. Um, the other funny one is newer spreader podcasts. Um, they're on Instagram and I, it's like the farmer's bullshit network. Um, that they run but it's just a group of guys and again they just kind of talk and bullshit and they're hilarious and half the time I don't even know what they're talking about because they're all like crop farmers but they still are funny and they're singing and yeah it's it's a good time um some other podcasts uh I enjoy egg state of mind um mm-hmm. Jason Meadows does that and he That's just I mean he focuses on and in agriculture yeah he always has really good guests on it um shark farmer podcast i listen to mm-hmm. rob sharky he's always got great guests i like listening to people that they like bring on guests every week because they're totally like different people that you would have never hear of or ever hear their story um because it's not like they're always like famous on instagram or anything like that mm-hmm. um so yeah i've really been enjoying those non-egg oh there's one more egg one that I mean it's it's okay it's called forward farming uh, have you heard of it no what's that about uh, it's just two girls they're like they're pretty cool though but well they just talk about agriculture and like Wisconsin and stuff so oh you perfect. should check it out I will actually subscribe uh and leave a rating for them that sounds fun <laughs> that'd be great make sure it's five stars yeah, not a two star. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. I haven't been listening to that many non-egg podcasts, if I'm being honest. Um, I'm just like going through ones that I'm subscribed to. I like listening to um, podcasts that not necessarily like help you grow your Instagram, but kind of like, I don't know. It, like there's a couple one is Instagram, and they talk about like social media and like using it to share your story and stuff and then they also bring on guests that have like started a really successful business via social oh my gosh social media so that's really interesting to me too just to like kind of hear I can't really relate to them very much because one I don't plan to like become a millionaire on social media and two, I don't really have a product that I'm selling or, you know, but it's really interesting to see how people can 
I don't know, just like grow so big and become so successful mm-hmm. using Instagram. <laughs> um, other than that, I listened to the Gold Digger podcast. Um, that's with Jenna Kutcher. She is from, I don't know if she's from Minnesota or if she's from Wisconsin. She lived in Wisconsin for a while and now she's back in Minnesota. But she started out as a photographer. And I actually, when I started following her, she was still a photographer. Um, and my mom had uh, introduced us or whatever, like told me to go follow her because she had a miscarriage around the same time that I did. And she like is just really good at writing and like putting her emotions down on paper or whatever. So she had wrote a piece that like hit me right in the heart. Uh, so I started following her then, but now she's like a millionaire and she um, does a lot of online courses and like helps people grow their business and stuff like that. So she's really good to listen to. She's just, she's worked really hard to get where she is. So she's fun to listen to. Cool. So let's kind of stick with the social media theme. Who are some of your, let's do it like by industry. Who are some of your like favorite dairy farmers to follow on Instagram? How about you go first? Cause Sophia's being loud. <laughs> and I think I better be one of yours. Oh, obviously. No, you're bottom of the line. Um, okay. So some of my favorite dairy farmers. I asked a question. I wasn't even ready for this. So obviously Becca, because I can't not say her. Um, Dairy Carrie is a fun one to follow. Jess, we talked about her last week, I think. See Jess Farms is fun. Um, Mod Farm Chick, obviously if you're not following, if you're not following her, if you don't even like cows and you just want to see adorable children, go follow Mod Farm Chick. She's just another badass Wisconsin dairy farmer. Um, trying to go through my DMs and look this up as I go. Um, she doesn't do fa- like dairy, but um, she does have a lot of those long-haired cows. I don't know what they're called. Highland Highlander cows? Is that what they are? Scottish Highlanders. Yeah. Mountain Woods Farm. If you're not following Renee... She has like the most aesthetically pleasing farm I've ever seen in my life. I think she's in Colorado. She has like these beautiful white Pyrenees. She has all these friendly little Highland cows. They're not little, but like it's just so aesthetically pleasing. She's in the middle of the Colorado mountains. She's the sweetest person. Like, oh, I just, she's like a sweater. Like, you know, you just want to get wrapped up in that warm coziness. That's super creepy. Um, She's like a sweater. She's going (laughs) to listen to this and be like, block. Well, you're done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think who else. Tara is another good one um, over at New Mexico Milkmaid. I'm not as close Um, with the dairy industry, obviously, but. Yeah, no, everyone you said is awesome. Uh, I also love following Nicole at Michigan Farm Girl. Yep. She is wonderful. Um, And then Tessa, um, she works for Ludwig Farmstead Creamery. She like Kerner. Yeah, they manage the dairy. Um, I'm sure there's so many, and I hate that I, like, I should have, been more prepared for this. Um, Jenna, I was was Cowson, was was Cowson girl was, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. I can't say that. Um, she's great. She's from Wisconsin. She lives in Nebraska now. Um, she's got an adorable little girl, and she was working on a dairy uh, until she had her daughter, and now she's got um, a bunch of bull calves that she's raising, and she's got her cows at her house, and she milks them and then feeds their milk to the bottle calves. So. She's Cute. awesome, and she's, yeah. Um, I know there's a lot more out there, but I'm yeah. just, I can't think. Yeah, this is kind of a spur of the moment, so uh, <laughs> that's pretty good for right off the top Don't of our heads. <laughs> that's, that's a big list. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so there are a few cranberry growers on the gram. And if you want to follow more cranberry content, um, let me see. There is Stephen Bartling. He's from up in northern Wisconsin. His handle is lake underscore MVMT. Um, he's, he's very educational. He's also got like some amazing photography skills. And I'm a little jealous of that. And then there is Jenna Dempsey. She she is kind of closer to me in my neck of the woods. She also has a lot of she's really good with drones. Like I wish I had her skills. Oh, cool. So if you want to see like aerial shots of harvest and stuff, she's a good one to follow. Her handle is Jennifer Iris uh, 22. Um, and then um, there's Pam a part of the Ladybug IPM. She does our um, integrated pest management. So she scouts for bugs and that kind of thing for us. She has a lot of other great cranberry information, a lot of like science, sciencey stuff that I'm not the best at. So her handle is ladybugipm.wi. Um, I think she's also an admin on the Women in Ag page too, if you're on there. And if you're not, you should be because I might be taking that over this week. Um, but those are oh. the top three cranberry accounts that I follow that are a lot of fun. Who else do you follow that you enjoy that we haven't talked about yet, egg or non-egg? Um, so I do love following, um, her name is Jess. It's Outdoor Girl Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, she is big into fishing and stuff. And she actually went to Platteville, um, but I didn't know her. But anyways, I follow her now. And she's just a really nice, nice lady that loves to fish. And she takes awesome pictures. Um, I guess a couple other like egg related accounts that I love following. Um, Brooke at Rocking Bar H. She's amazing. She um, has red Angus. And she's just the nicest person in the world. And oh my gosh. I know, isn't this hard? I follow so many people that I love. Yeah. If they aren't coming up like right on my stories right now, I'm going to forget about them. (laughs) It's just that simple. (laughs) There's so many amazing people on Instagram. And then sometimes you someone like starts you know you start talking to someone and you're like how was I not following you before this like yeah then you start to feel bad it's like yeah um one of my favorites to follow is glam farm life april um she has a beef (laughs) she has a she has a ranch (laughs) a beef ranch. I don't know what these are called. I'm sorry. She has, she grows beef and pigs and things with her husband (laughs) down in New Mexico. And they have two sweet little girls and she's just a little bubbly ray of sunshine. Um, she's fun to follow. Um, let me see. Uh, shoot. Who was I just going to say the ginger mom? Are you following her? The G underscore mom. She's super fun. They've she's just wild. Um, she's out of Canada. She has a lot of really real, um, just very inspirational posts and just super funny and just awesome. I can't say enough good things about her. Um, Brenna Stevenson, do you follow her? Oh yeah, she's the best. She is so funny. (laughs) She always puts a smile on her my face. Same with uh, the ginger mom, who I always call the GMO mom, but yeah. she's okay with that, so it's okay. <laughs> Every time I go to like search for her, I'm like, okay, the GMO mom. <laughs> like the two of them together are just, I wish I had that kind of energy. They're just so great and funny. Mm-hmm. Just so That's authentic another too. another new podcast. Yeah, another new podcast. They just started, uh, I think it's called The Huddle Co., yeah, I think there's only one episode out. I've only listened to one episode, but it's them two and then a few other ladies. And like the whole time they were talking, I was laughing. 
<laughs> yeah, they're they're just a hoot. Um, otherwise, I follow a bunch of like bachelor pod or like a bunch of bachelor people. Have you been keeping up with any of the drama that's going on lately? No, I have like I haven't even been really watching any TV, so I I don't know what's happening. And then I I used to follow like all of them on Instagram, but it was kind of one of those things where it was like, okay, you guys aren't adding any joy to my life, so I'm gonna unfollow you now. <laughs> yeah, because they do a so, lot of yeah, I don't um, know. sponsored posts and stuff like. Oh, mm-hmm. try these teeth whitening strips or like, oh, try these IV packs that are supposed to help with hangovers and blah, blah, blah. And I just don't care. If it's not a sponsored post, they're like on vacation or yeah. at a bar. Like they're, it's just not relatable to me, but. True. True. Yeah. But I am excited for this season of The Bachelorette. It just looks like a giant giant old cluster of drama that I am needing in my life so <laughs> time to bust out the wine and I'll watch it it's usually on Hulu so I'll watch it yeah maybe maybe we'll do a quick bachelorette recap every week oh there we go I'm sure that's what the people want to hear right yeah so let us know if you guys are bachelorette fans bachelor <laughs> bachelor nation are you guys listening to us too That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. Um, do you read any books? Do I read any books? I, again, like dark, dark thriller novels. Um, there's one that really got me. I read it last year around this time. It's called Darker Places dark places something like that is good I just don't remember the name dark places darker places one of the two um but it was so good I think I read it in like two days and it was just so dark and twisted I had no idea what was happening like what twists and turns were happening um I don't really want to talk too much about it because I'll give it all away but it was good if you if you like dark twisted thriller novels that's a good one there's another book that I just read a couple weeks ago. It was called Verity. Um, that was another kind of dark thriller. Um, that one was about like a, a an author that got into an accident that was like this well-established author. And she had this big, long series going. And she was working on her final book when she got into an accident and couldn't write anymore. So she had to pass on like her last novel onto another author came in and lived with this family like the authors the original author's family just like all these crazy things are happening while she's writing the book and there's like this huge twist at the end and it's just mind-blowing so if you if you like dark thrillers those are both good books I can't give any other recommendations outside of that though so I can't give any I'm not really sure why I asked you that I don't read (laughs) I mean, like, honestly, I don't have a lot of time to read during this time of the year, but ask me again in a couple I read months. read a lot of children's books. <laughs> yeah. What do your kids like to read? What's, uh, what's popular with the youths? Oh, we have a lot of random books. Um, my favorite one to read is probably Llama Llama Red Pajama. Because have you ever seen, um, gosh, is it Snoop Dogg that's, that, reads it I don't know you like wraps it uh I think it uh, oh, probably it there's familiar. someone that there's someone that wraps it online and it's like it's just amazing so every time I read it to them I'm like gosh I just want to wrap this right now um uh, we I mean we read a little bit of everything they've got uh that Dolly Parton's imagination library I think oh it's yeah called, so they get a new book every month um from her Cool. So they're they're all like weird random books, but they're good ones. It's about the only reading I do lately. Um, okay, let's talk about like work pants. I just split another pair of my jeans the other day. <laughs> do you have know. like <laughs> luckily I was wearing long underwear underneath, so that kind of saved me. 
But do you have a good recommendation for work jeans, farm jeans? So I got some new ones last year um, and someone had recommended American Eagle jeans. Mm -hmm. And um, so I got a couple pairs of those and I actually really like them. They have like a little bit of stretch to them um, and they're, they're just really comfortable. And I, I've had them like a year now and they are still holding up. So that's always a good sign. Um, my absolute favorite pair of jeans, I wouldn't recommend like buying these for farm jeans, but I have a pair of Miss Me's that are pretty old and they got stained at one point. So they became farm jeans and they're just, Miss Me jeans are so comfortable. Like they're so expensive, but they're so comfortable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's on a budget. I think the American Eagle jeans are only like 25 bucks, Yeah, which isn't bad. I mean, I don't nice. buy a lot of clothes. If anything, I buy like nice clothes and then if they get dirty, they become farm clothes. Yeah, I usually get, because um, American Eagle has like their curvy section of jeans because your girl's got some thunder thighs over here. <laughs> so I really like their curvy jeans. They have a lot of stretch in the, <laughs> in the thigh area but they still keep their oh, shape. Yeah, I like the stretch. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I'm pretty sure you can go a size down and make yourself feel better because they're that stretchy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are good. Um, normally, yeah, I, I wear Carhartt jeans a lot. And I will say that I think they've changed how they've made their jeans, which is unfortunate. I feel like they feel a lot thinner, like almost... Oh. Because like the two years ago or whatever, when I first started getting Carhartt jeans, they used to be like really thick, like they felt durable, but now they feel like mm -hmm. they lost a layer somehow and they just feel like really thin, kind of almost linen-y. So I don't know how that's hmm. going to work out. We'll see. So I'm, I'm kind of on a hunt. The, do you have the leggings that everyone's amazed at? Yes, I... Uh, I ranted and raved about those last winter or over the winter. I love them. They're pretty great. <laughs> They've got pockets. I... They have like side pockets and like a butt pocket. And they're thick. I think I'm like the only one that didn't like them. <laughs> really? They, they, maybe I needed to go down another size, but they did not fit me well. They were super baggy. They never stayed up. And then they like didn't even have belt loops, so I like couldn't wear a belt with them. I was very disappointed. <laughs> and then I was like, these are so expensive. I like I gifted it to another dairy farmer because I saw that she had a pair and she liked them. And I'm like, what size are you? She's like, medium. I'm like, okay, can I send you these? Because I feel bad giving them to Goodwill, and like they're pretty much brand new. But I don't know, maybe if I would have gotten a small, but for the price, I wasn't gonna risk it. <laughs> Yeah, they uh they stayed up on me again. Thunder thighs. They don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> they can't fall down. And I don't have a butt, so that yeah. didn't work out too well for me. Yeah. Um so with the cold season coming up, we're both outside a lot. What's your go-to winter gear? Like what's your one main like winter staple for being outside farming? Ooh. Um, so I learned many years ago, I was always like a cheap ass. Like I would just keep layering until I wasn't cold anymore and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I realized that that's not very smart. Well, I mean, it works, but then you feel like restricted. So, um, good under armor is my first key. Yep. Um, I got like all the cold gear in the world, <laughs> both the tops and the bottoms. Um, and then I usually do like insulated bibs. Uh, I typically get Carhartts for that um, just because they last a long time and they, um, they've got like good sizing and stuff. I, I don't get the women's because women's of course don't fit me. Um, so I get the men's since I can get like the length and width or whatever. Um, and then a good face mask or like a couple good face masks, just being outside. If I can have a face mask over my, you know, keeping my face warm, then my whole body's going to be warm. Mm -hmm. Um, boot wise, I, I was a big muck person 
Um, I just switched to bogs. I have not. I got those in the spring, so I haven't gone through a winter with them. So we'll see how that works. Um, but just any insulated good boot on like heavy socks. The socks, I absolutely love the heat holder socks. They are amazing. Um, so yeah, go get those if you don't have them. And then what else have we got? Oh, like sweatshirts. Uh, usually do Carhartt again. Um, I'm excited to try out some new dry duck stuff. Now I've been using their fleeces and they're really warm. Um, so I'm excited to try their jackets and sweatshirts out this winter to see how they do. Um, other than that, I don't think that's about it. I stay really warm in the winter because I hate winter and I hate being cold. Mm-hmm. So I might look like a fool, but I'm warm. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's pretty much the same with me. Like I use Under Armour as a base. A lot of times they have different, they have different thicknesses. I always go for like mm-hmm. the ultra cold stuff and then 4.0. Yep. That stuff's good. <laughs> um, also I kind of use some of my hunting base layers too. If it's like cold, cold and I need like two base layers. So for that, um, I have first light is kind of like my hunting brand. They have like a Merino wool, like a, a first base that I use. It has a hood and then I'll put my Under Armour over oh. top of that. And then t-shirt, sweatshirt, and then a Carhartt jacket. So I'm usually pretty warm with that. And then for bottoms, I usually do Under Armour, my jeans. And then if I need bibs, my Carhartt bibs are good. Um, or if it's cold enough, snow pants <laughs> are always here too. And then for socks, Carhartt actually makes really good thick cold weather socks that I like they're knee highs they're good boots I have lacrosse boots they're kind of big and clunky but they're waterproof and they're really thick and they're nice and toasty um and then hats I either have like um a Carhartt beanie 90% of the time they also have headbands that I like sometimes too I never go for like a face thing I don't like that feeling of, cause like my nose runs a lot when I get cold or like if I'm outside and then it just like clings and then you get like a snot face and I don't like that. I'd rather just burn my face off. Um, and gloves, my hands are, my hands are abnormally warm when I get cold. It doesn't make sense. Like I radiate heat out of my hands the colder I get. (laughs) Um, so I usually, Carhartt has like a, like a thicker leather type glove, like a working glove. That's usually about all I have. Or I have like a really thick, like snow type glove too, that if I need it, but. And I have to wear mittens because mm. my hands will not stay cold in, or they won't stay warm in gloves. So really? like, I can do a lot of things with mittens, but I usually just put like if it's really cold, I'll do like those really thin, cheap mittens or uh, gloves. And then I'll put a milking glove over the top of it and then a mitten on top of that. And then I'm, I'm usually good, but I'm not too like picky on brands of gloves. Yeah. I had one brand that wasn't, they're expensive regardless, like waterproof mittens are expensive, but mm-hmm. I had a pair of North Face ones um, that lasted two years. So that was pretty good. They were, they were really warm and I mean, eventually they got wet going through, but that milking glove kind of keeps your hand warm still. So yeah, I'm a big mittens person. Yeah, actually me too. Now that you say that I have, I have small hands. Like I can wear kids gloves. (laughs) My hands are, yeah, which saves you money. Like if you can fit into kids stuff, wear it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, a lot of times like the thumbs on gloves are way too big and mittens usually fit pretty good. Mm-hmm. Any other like farm necessities that you need to have? Um, yeah, I wear my AirPods just about every day. Um, I was really hesitant on buying them because they're like, they're expensive. Uh, in the past, I always had the 
like headphone, big headphones that cancel out noise and stuff. And I still use those when I'm power washing or doing anything loud, but the AirPods are amazing because I like to listen to music and podcasts, you know, and they cut out a lot of noise, but not enough for like if someone is talking to me or needs me, I can hear what they're saying. So that's really nice. And the charge is pretty good on them. Um, that's like the one thing I use every single day. I keep um, a Leatherman in my back pocket all the time. It was my dad. So it's, I think it's like 30 years old. I think it's like the original Leatherman, um, but it's kind of like a Swiss mm-hmm. army knife where it just has like pliers, a knife, like a screwdriver, a can opener, a bottle opener, whatever. And like a flat, um, I don't know what it is. Kind of like, just like a flat. Like a file? Yeah. Like a file basically is what it is. I'm like trying to think of what I, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just like a flat. A file. I have a file. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like the only thing <laughs> that, uh, I keep with me every day that I use a lot. Um, mm. I used to keep a knife on me every day, but in like the summer, I don't, I don't wear jeans. I hate like mm. them being stuck to you. Uh, so I'm always wearing like Nike, those, what are those shorts, tempo shorts? Sure. Like that's what they're called. I don't know. They, they dry really fast. So like if I get wet or dirty or anything, they're easy to clean, but I usually just keep a knife on the formula now. Do you wear boots all year? Like what's your go-to um, work, no. work shoe? <laughs> Besides Crocs. Crocs. Uh, <laughs> in the in the summertime, it's Crocs for sure. Unless I'm milky and then I wear rubber boots. Crocs are very slippery. And the parlor is very slippery. So Crocs and milking doesn't work well. Um, I If it's nice out and dry, I like to wear tennis shoes just because they're comfortable. Um, I, in the past, love to wear boots. But I don't know. Lately, I just do either Crocs or rubber boots. Um, Because like leather boots are great, but they just they don't last very long on the farm when you're going and poop and constantly spraying them off, even if you waterproof them. I don't if I took care of them better, they'd probably do better. But (laughs) it's just easier to have rubber boots. Yeah, I um, I don't have that problem, but I do need a good water resistant boot so mm-hmm. um for the longest time I had Timberland they're just like hiking boots I need something with like a softer sole nothing with like an aggressive tread so like if I'm walking out in the vines I can't have like an aggressive tread like a lot of normal work boots have so that's hard to find I can't have like that molded plastic I need something that's like oh. like a, a softer rubber so that's really hard to find in a women's boot that's also a work boot and not a hiking boot that makes sense Mm -hmm. so I went all over the internet trying to find like a good women's work boot and I found um I tried like red wing I tried like twisted x a lot of people recommended that for me um a lot of other people recommended like cat um carhartt has some but like it's all they're either ugly or like pink and blue like no offense if you like that sorry but I ended up going back to Timberland. They have a really awesome, I also tried like Danner boots because I thought those would be nice with like the soft, thick sole, but they didn't work out. And then Timberland actually has a women's work boot that is what I was looking for. It was cute. It has a high ankle. So if I'm jumping, I don't roll my ankle um, and it has a perfect sole good. too. So got to keep yourself safe. Yeah. So did you just get them or you've had them for a while? I've had them for like a month now that I've been wearing them and they're pretty comfortable. They have like some sort of memory foam type sole, Mm. like insole. Uh, They're water resistant. They have not a steel toe, but some other type of heart composite toe. So it doesn't get cold in the winter. Um, So we'll see how they hold up over the snow. You'll have to send me the link to those. Yeah. Check them out. Yeah, I know Joey's got a, he needs steel toe boots. 
but then it gets confusing because it's like the composite boots seem like the steel toe boots i know that one time we were shopping he's like i don't how are they even going to know the difference like because the composite boots are a lot more comfortable than steel toe boots yeah they are yeah it's amazing the amount of choices that men have for uh boots and clothes and i this morning um i i don't know why i didn't bring like any of my warmer hunting stuff because i had taken it out last week or two weeks ago whenever we went last I took it out so I didn't put my bibs or anything back in and this morning it was a little chilly and I didn't I didn't have under armor like I I was not prepared for this weekend uh so I went to wear Joey's bibs um and they fit me better than like my bibs ever would which was kind of weird and I was like oh this is cool like so maybe I'd need to buy men's gear next time but yeah. And uh, as a side note, it's really hard to find good women's gear. That's a, affordable, I guess. I know <laughs> Alex is probably like, buy Sitka, but I don't think I could afford that. Is there anything else that you're just like, I need to tell the people about this? No, I don't know. We, uh, we don't use, like, we don't buy a whole lot. We don't use a whole lot. We kind of just, I don't know. We don't have space for a lot of things. So like you said, we ball on a budget. Mm-hmm. It's tough. One thing, I mean, just going back to the clothes. So yeah, it's it's funny that I say hunting clothes are too expensive, whereas like I'll spend a decent amount of money on farming clothes, but I'm also outside all the time in the winter and stuff. So it's worth it to buy those expensive clothes. But yeah. Like that's how I justify things too. Like if I know I'm going to be using them a lot, it's okay if I spend a little bit more because I know it's going to last a little bit longer. Whereas mm-hmm. other things, it's like, well, I'm going to wear this like once or twice and then out she goes. Well, even like this year, for some reason, I was like, oh, I should buy a new bow. Like mine's pretty, I don't know, five years old, maybe six. I don't know. And Joey's like, well, like, why do you do you need one or you just want one I was like I kind of just want one (laughs) like this is I had a bow growing up but like this was the first bow I bought to start hunting with or whatever and then I'm like um I can still shoot things and I can still kill things so I probably don't need to spend money on a bow right now (laughs) but if you want to buy me one for Christmas this is what I would like (laughs) (laughs) And those two are expensive. Oof. And the funny thing is I'm, so I'm left-handed and when I went to buy a bow, like I expected I would get a left-handed bow and we, we went to Cabela's for it, which we probably should have just gone to like an actual bow shop. Sorry, Dan. Um, but like, I don't even think they had any left-handed bows there. So I kind of just retaught myself to shoot right-handed. Really? It's been working out all right. Yeah. That's impressive. Cause like you got to switch your eyes up too, don't you? Cause you're probably right. I don't know. I don't remember growing up if I had shot a left-handed bow or not. I like, I can't even remember. It would feel more natural for me to, I mean, now it feels more natural to do right-handed. How did you figure that out? Don't you do this? Yeah. Where you hold up, you make a triangle with your hand and then you look at something far away and then you pull your hands back and see which one. Oh, your eye, like which eye your hands cover up? Oh, so I must be right eye dominant now. I don't know. That works. Train, train my body. No, I don't know. Yeah, that's impressive. So yeah, it's hard being a left-handed woman. <laughs> Moral of the story, it's hard being a tall left-handed woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, life is so hard. It is. No. We make do. We figure it out. Hmm. Well, I feel like this was a random episode. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoyed should it. We, <laughs> should we read a review? Yeah. I have it pulled up. Um, oh, perfect. So thank you to Casey Berg, who is so sweet. She left us a five-star review and she said, did we just become best friends? And she says, I love, you bet your ass we did. I love listening to Amber and Becca. I don't have a background in farming, but my husband does. And he currently works on a farm, but it is so nice to get a female perspective. 
I laugh out loud and feel like I'm in the room with them when they get on a roll. They have so much fun and I look forward to every episode. You do not need to have a background in farming to listen because these ladies are hilarious. So thank you, Casey. Oh, yeah, that was nice. Thanks. Getting on a roll. We would never. No, especially <laughs> this episode when we know what we're talking about. <laughs> we had an outline and everything, guys. Come on. Yeah. So next week, um, we have a plan for next week. The next two weeks, we, we have a plan. So let's just throw it out there now so you guys can kind of get a head start on things if you want to participate. Um, someone suggested to us that we do like a farm story episode where you can just send in like either a really funny, embarrassing story that happened to you out on the farm. If you want it to be anonymous, I think we can set up like a Google Doc or something that we can link in our uh, Instagram bio. Or if you want to just submit it to us as a DM, we'd love to hear those and read them on next week's episode. And we can try to share some of our funny and or embarrassing moments on the farm. Not that we would have any. So no, that's why we, like, that's, no, no. that's why we need your help. We need a little bit more diversity. So it's just not boring and we're so serious all the time. So if you have a good farm story that you want to share, anonymous or not, feel free to reach out to us and we'd love to talk about it. So stay tuned for that next week. <laughs> Other than that. Then, yeah, oh. is the following weekend, is that October or like the Halloween weekend already? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then after that, it's going to be our spooky episode. So if you have a good, if you have a good ghost story that you want us to talk about, send it our way too. Any like haunted ghosts? It's actually two weeks later. Yeah. Close enough. Whatever. So if you have any like <laughs> cow ghost stories or something, send them our way. Okay. Well, well, things are getting loud here. So thanks for listening, guys, even though this was a train wreck. <laughs> Hashtag uh, bless this mess. <laughs> and if you like what you're hearing, please like <laughs> And subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Bing, bing. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram, um, Farming with the Hillbees, and Cranberry Chats, if you want to follow along in our daily lives. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.